Uh-oh. That's money. No. <laughs> Don't shoot it. Don't shoot it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do oh it. my Do it. god. Oh my god. What? Wow. Okay. Welcome to the clinic. All NBA sh- podcast show. I'm here to represent. I'm JJ. I have my name is my bro on my left virtually. John, what's up, John? Yo, what's going on, man? My name is and I have who we call Jun. Um, people in Portland call him Rodo. And uh, my name is. Do you just want to tell the audience since you're on other podcasts? Yeah, for sure. The background. Yes, sir. So I'm also on the Busted Bucket podcast, which is in Portland. I did a lot of growing up there. Uh, my government name is Ro, but my family name is June. So like the clinic, all NBA podcast, this is buttoned down. This is like family, just like kicking it. So I'm going to refer to myself as June on this show. My name is... So Short for Junior, everybody. Short for Junior. Short for Junior. Um, so what's good, everyone? Anyways, we just concluded watching uh, the Nets versus Bucks, where the Bucks got supremely waxed uh, to a point where there was a 49-point lead. You got knocked um, out, man. Really quickly, and I'll start with June. Do the Bucks have a chance? I mean, there's always a chance, but. I mean, the Bucks have such a small chance, dude. I don't see any life in them whatsoever. I mean, they just look like they've been beaten down. And, you know, it's it's kind of funny because you're watching this series and you're like, is Jason Tatum, just Jason Tatum alone, a better, a better matchup with the Nets than the combination of Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, Middleton, and Drew Holiday, like that's that's absolutely crazy because it feels like it. I mean, forty-nine point lead. When have you seen that in the playoffs? I don't think I've ever seen that in the playoffs. At least personally, I don't know about you guys. John, what did you think of the game? So I'm in the company of thinking that the game was a fluke. Game two, I actually think game one when they it was a twelve-eight. I don't remember the exact figure of the loss, but I think that's more of a an accurate depiction of the how close or how competitive these two teams are with each other so i would honestly throw away game two i do think that the bucks are a better team and they're eventually going to win the series oh i'm sorry the nets but i don't think the bucks are out of it i do think they're going to win game three and then game four is obviously a must win two in my book but i don't think they're out i do think they're going to lose the series but i think they're going to make it competitive so that's my take on it do before we move on, do you two both think that uh, the Greek freak isn't getting criticism? Like he should get be getting more criticism if this was LeBron, if this was Steph, if this was even KD, who would be you know? You wanna know something? Blank on. I want to say that the media is extra nice to Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think he's a very likable guy. True. I also think that. The media also wants to see him in a bigger market. And it's actually kind of surprising that he doesn't get a lot of a lot of heat. But I think after this series, if they actually do get waxed, like swept by the Nets, Giannis should feel that heat coming. True. Um, How hard on them on him they'll be. I'm not sure because like if this like, like you said, if it was LeBron, they'd be all over this. 
right? Mm-hmm. What do you think, John? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I, for some reason, and maybe this is just, I can't think of any other big time international players, but the media seems here in America, and I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but they're a lot, they go a lot easier on the international superstars. They're not as yes, hard sir. on Luca, but Luca's killing it. But he has lost twice, two years in a row. He Granted, he is only 22. Giannis is pretty young as well. So I think maybe it has something to do with them both being international stars. Well, here in America, but they're from, one's from Greek, Greece and the other's from, uh, Luca's from where? Hold up. I just think that they're, I think that it's because they're young that the media goes, goes easier on them. And LeBron is held to a different standard just because he's considered one of the greatest, if not the greatest basketball player of all time. So, um, that's, that's kind of where I, 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 that's the reason why I think the media does what they do. So yeah, we'll see. Um, there's still more f- basketball to be played, and we'll see if the Bucks could bounce back. Uh, it's Monday. We just had a weekend filled with basketball, some major games. Uh, starting off with John, therapy session, warning everybody. Here comes the rant. Hopefully, John could eloquently express his concerned but you know we quickly talked about this through text but i wanted to ask you as a advocate of the lakers palinka does he get a pass does he get a no pass he shifted the roster in my opinion from a defensive standpoint into an offensive standpoint true which was a concern during the offseason what are your thoughts about palinka so right before now? i jump into that question it's a good question jj I do want to have everyone have a, a clear picture of how I'm feeling, how I've been feeling since Thursday, since the Lakers lost and were balanced out of the playoffs. Do you guys remember the that play when Jay Crowder got kicked right in the jewels by Anthony Davis? You guys remember that, right? Well, multiply that times yeah. 10, and that's been me for the last five <laughs> days or so. Just the guile the the kick, kick, right. And so... Yeah, I've been struggling a little bit for the past four or five days, but they say time heals all wounds, so hopefully I'll, I'll be better, you know, moving forward. It was rough, man. I got to be honest with you. I, I thought that the Lakers, they with all the issues and the, the lack of continuity, the injuries that they had, I still thought that they were going to come through and beat the Suns. I mean, I had maybe I overestimated how important those those health was. Even though AD and LeBron were healthy at, at and they, we were up 2-1, granted, but the injury bug just kind of hit us at the wrong time. And and honestly, that's not that doesn't tell the whole story. And I don't want to use that as the only reason why we lost. It's a I think it's a big part. Yes, I don't sir. think anybody would disagree with me. But like you said, Jay, I think that I think we should have kept the team from last year. We had a championship team. There, I think there was True. there was unnecessarily. From management and Palenka, they unnecessarily thought that we had to switch it up just because other teams were improving or changing their rosters. And sometimes you have to go by the old adage, right? It's if it's not if it ain't broke, don't fix mm-hmm. it. Um, oh. And I think that we should have ran it back with the old team, maybe added a few pieces, but kept the key integral parts of the, of the team that won the championship last year. And again, like you said, the Vogel does get some criticism because he's True. he's a great defensive coach, but 
Offensively, he I don't think he runs a lot of set plays. He has a, he, I don't think he's creative. I think he needs to rely on his assistant coaches and other resources to really work on that end. And it showed. Our, our team struggled mightily on the offensive on the offensive end. So it was injuries. It was our lack of continuity. It was some of it was coaching. And I got to give credit to the Suns, man. They're a great team. They're they're obviously. You know they deserve to be where they're at right now we're watching the phoenix and denver game for those that are just listening and not and not being able to see what we're up to but phoenix is about to win this game they're up 16 in the fourth quarter with about nine over nine minutes to go so you got to give credit to where credit is when credit is due i don't want to rant on too much because i'm obviously pissed but uh the suns deserved <laughs> the suns deserved it they won and you know we'll look forward to next year hopefully with um we'll see what management does so, so, Jun, do you think, for example, Schroeder, Drummond, and Trez, and Gasol on paper, is better than Howard, Javel, Rondo, and Green? You know, you, you could. I think you could talk me into ahead. it. That's the thing is that I don't necessarily think those roster moves were necessarily in the wrong because, like, you could sit down and and really break it down and be like, "All right, I'm buying into this," right? But what you don't see on the court is just the lack of energy that that came with these roster moves. I mean, the bigs alone, Howard and JaVale McGee running up and down the floor, like hyper energy, super athletic, like those guys. And then instead you have Gasol and Drummond who aren't athletic. <laughs> like, come on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's a complete Jekyll and Hyde. It, it completely flipped. And the person getting DNPs is the only dude who would give you energy, True. which is Montrez Harrell. I mean, are you really only going to play this guy like 10 to 12 minutes? Like, why wasn't that guy playing heavy minutes at the end of the season? It's it's almost like he fell out of the rotation. And that's kind of Palinka's fault. And it's also oh. the coach's fault, right? Like, how do you not involve the guy that's going to give you energy um, off the bench? Former... Oh, former six man. Former six man. How do you not make it work with him? It's absolutely mind-boggling. And I know people want to hate on Danny Green. But the one thing that you also have to do with Danny Green is that you have to you have to respect that he takes the three and he stretches the floor. And we didn't they didn't get anything. Any other players that stretch the floor where they're gonna at least respect it. Because Danny Green, one thing that we know about him is that if it's on, you know, one of the rare games that is on. He hits over and over and over. Um, that's why people get so enticed by him, right? By Danny Green. Um, because he can play defense, and then when it's hot, he's hot. But yeah, that's my take on the Lakers. Um, who would have, like John said, who would have known what could have happened if like, if it wasn't for health? Um, but So let, yeah. let's finish the Lakers segment with this. Finish the sentence. AD needs to blank. Jun, go ahead. You started off. AD needs to shave the eyebrow. You know, AD needs to. <laughs> AD. <laughs> AD Damn. needs to really reflect on how to keep himself healthy. Like whatever LeBron James is doing. Like whatever, whatever Tom Brady is doing. Like. 
he needs to somehow stay healthy because when AD is just on the floor, even if it's at 70%, 80%, he's still one of the greatest, like, what, top 20 players in the league. And if he would have just been 80% or 70% for this series, it could have been completely different. True. John? AD needs to stop getting injured. I mean... What else can we say about it? I mean, it's totally. <laughs> I, I I mean, June. Exactly. How do you do that, well, that that's How a great question. I mean, but June he he conveyed that as clearly and as accurately as I could have. I mean, I think there's there's clearly something there because if he's getting injured, maybe once a year or once every three years, then you wouldn't really think about this. Right, because that happens. Those are just those are just might be freak accidents or injuries are part of the game. But he's getting injured every single continuously, every year, multiple times. So it's no longer a coincidence. There's something that he's doing or not doing that is that is helping him or or pushing him in that direction of and compromising his health. So whether that's his diet, whether that's his regiment or his training, maybe he needs to spend one to two million dollars on his body like LeBron does. And God knows the Lakers gave him a contract where he can definitely afford it. So in my eyes, there shouldn't be freak accidents or one thing. LeBron getting hurt because Solomon Hill, who ran over, who dove for a basketball in the regular season game when it didn't really matter, landed on LeBron's ankle and it took him out for two or three months. Those... Those things happen, obviously, and you can't control those. But AD is getting injured just yeah. just cutting with a first step or running down, and he and what there's another thing about AD that I think a lot of people will will look at, especially Laker fans, is that he's actually pretty clumsy for a big man. He falls way more often when it doesn't even seem like he's he needs to fall. It's really weird. I don't know if that has something to do with his balance. Maybe he needs to work on his core. Maybe and and. I, don't get me wrong. I love AD, guys. He's not. He's one of the best players in the league when he's healthy. He helped us oh. win a championship last year in the bubble. So I'm not sitting here criticizing him, telling him he's terrible. And one of those Laker Reddit clowns saying, hey, we should trade him. Trade him, trade him, trade him. No, dude. He just needs to figure it out. And I think that the hopefully the Laker staff, the medical staff can help him do that. And, you know, maybe it's just a, a, something has to change. And... Hopefully he figures it out this offseason. What do you think, Jay? Yeah, I mean, you guys hit on all the points I feel that were crucial in terms of what AD needs to do, which is take care of his body um, falling down. I We talked about it in the last pod where you have these athletes that they had to retrain how they jump, how they run, like Stephen Curry with his ankles, LeBron with taking hits within the paint. So it's all about adapting to the game and hopefully, like what you said, John, get trainers to get the help. And what June said, uh, do whatever it takes. Hyperbolic chambers. What was in Batman? Rachel Gould, the, the Lazarus Pit. I don't know. Something. Do whatever it takes. It's got to be something. Something, right? Yeah. So switching gears, um, you know, the Lakers lost. Uh, superstar out of the playoffs in LeBron. First it was Curry, then it was LeBron. Now we don't have Dame Dalla Hold in the up. playoffs. Jun, I know the Blazers are near and dear to you. Uh, Port Portlandia, former Portlandia, 
resident. Keep it weird. Um, we did this on the the busted bucket podcast, but who's yeah. to blame? Like, is it Coach Dots? Is is it the GM Ashley? Is Hold it up. Nurk? Or is it even CJ? There's a, yeah. a lot of CJ slander. True. Right. I mean, if we're gonna play the blame game, first first of all. Shout out to the Busted Bucket, the sister podcast to us, to the Clinic All NBA podcast. Um, if you're a Blazer fan, go check it out. But if we're gonna play the blame game, I'm gonna absolutely blame Stotts. Like that's that's where I'm gonna go because at the beginning of the season, when we were making offseason moves, okay, everyone was very excited about the Blazers. I mean, even Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley made a bet. Right, a fake bet mm. saying thousands and thousands of dollars that the Blazers are gonna go win a championship because they added so much depth. I mean, Melo on a minimum contract. They had Rocco. Um, they added Cantor, who isn't necessarily the greatest center in the league, but he's he's, he's a decent backup. They also added added uh, Derek Jones Jr. Anyway, the list goes on. But Stotts needed to make that work. I mean, how do you run into? The Denver Nuggets, who are literally starting some fool named Facundo Campazzo. What? <laughs> and Austin Rivers off the damn street. What? And you got Damian yeah. Lillard and CJ McCollum on the other side of that guard spot. Like, how do you how do you not win that series? I know um, Nikola Jokic is on the other side, but if you if you look at the matchups, I mean Nurk actually stood up pretty well. To, to Jokic a few games you know if he hadn't been fouled out like you know five of the six games that they played maybe it could have been different so I'm gonna blame Stotts and and you know thanks for your time Stotts and I'm glad that the the parting has been mutual but that's where I'm going so John you know Jason Kidd assistant coach with the Lakers he rejected the Portland rumors of becoming the head coach. He's an Oakland native, point guard, and it was kind of fishy. And this was in the news too that he didn't want to coach the Trailblazers with this superstar talent. He has Dame that he could coach. They're from Oakland together, and everyone's thinking like, is there is this something fishy where vocals out? Is it kind of fishy that he doesn't trust the Blazers? What's your take on that? That's a good question. Before I answer it, can I also answer the question of who I blame? Who's to blame? Who's to blame? Because even though yeah, June, go ahead. Because I don't know you like to blame a lot. Yeah, of people no, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm blaming both of you right now. <laughs> so June said thoughts, and the reality is, is you got to blame Damian Lillard because he what? his clock. I'm just messing Ooh. around, guys. That was a joke. There's absolutely no way you can blame Dame Dalla. I was that was that's a joke, dude. JJ thought I was I was being serious over here. He was about to turn off. Yeah. He was about to cut the cord. All the busted bucket followers. <laughs> no, I'm just messing. Thanks. I'm just messing. Um, no, to answer your question, Jay, about Jason Kidd, I don't I don't know. It's I didn't. It is a little weird. I he said that he didn't want to accept the coaching position or at least interview for it because of Damian Lillard's endorsement, which is weird to me. I don't I don't know why he would say that or why that would be a reason to not interview for the position. Maybe he just doesn't think that maybe he's 
Jason Kidd is just looking out for himself, obviously. And he doesn't see that as a winning, an opportunity to up his credentials as a head coach. I don't know. Maybe he thinks, maybe he has insider information and he thinks Dame is, wants to leave or something. I have no idea. But it, it was a little suspicious, I'll be honest with you. I don't know why he would turn down a head coaching job when that's something that he's been wanting to do since he, he was with, um, damn, what was his last head coaching job? I can't remember. You want to know something? Head coaching job? Uh, Bucks. Bucks. The, the Bucks. Bucks when no, he that's assistant. Spilled the. No, remember when he spilled the water cup on purpose intentionally? Because he, he had no time. Because he had no timeouts. <laughs> well, I can't remember what team that was. We're, it was, it was, it was Cherry yeah. Mr. Pip, dude. Come on, not water. <laughs> it was something sticky so that they could take a lot longer cleaning it up. <laughs> the Nets. It was the Nets. Yeah, yeah, it was the Nets. Okay. It was the Nets. So yeah, mm. I mean, I think that he wants a head coaching job. I don't know why he turned it down. Maybe he has something else in, in mind. I don't know. All I know is that there's a lot of tampering going on in the NBA. This is probably one of those tampering things. Can, can I get the Laker fans excited real quick? Because I think there's a deeper story to the whole Jason Kidd thing. You want it? You think Ooh. he's going to be the head coach, so, right? Do tell. No. Okay. No, this is this is what I think. The original list, okay, for for the Blazers' potential head coaching like positions or head coaching prospects... The list did not include Jason Kidd. What? So these were Olshay's guys. Okay? And then Damian Lillard went behind Olshay's back and leaked to Shams what? and said, "I want Jason Kidd." And then she, then then he released it. And then after that, they said, "Now it's down to two candidates, Jason Kidd and and Chauncey Billups." But Jason Kidd was never a part of that original list. What? So you have to think with Jason Kidd pulling out, he's probably like, whoa, this seems like a tire fire, right? Because the GM and the superstar aren't agreeing. So does that mean that there's trouble in paradise in Portland? I'm going to say yes. I thought there was trouble in paradise way, ways ago. Yeah. I mean, John, get get out your Photoshop, man. Start Photoshopping Dave and all the Laker uniforms. I don't have to do that. There's a bunch of them already online. All you got to do is do a go- quick Google search, my man. All you got to do... Now, I don't... All you got to do is a quick Google search. I could pull one up real quick if you want. No, I, I, I agree. I think there's trouble in paradise. I mean, didn't Dame on his Instagram or Twitter... Didn't he talk about loyalty or something along those lines and patience? I think that was him. And True. That was... Yeah, he uh, dropped a Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle, Hussle, Hussle lyric. Yeah. yeah, and I... and Yeah, lyric, yeah. I mean, that speaks volumes, right? There's, there's no reason these days in 2021 with social media running Man. rampant, somebody says something on there, they're, they're, there's a reason. They want the attention. They want people to take notice. So I do think there's trouble in paradise. I don't necessarily think that it's this is the end. I mean, things can be rectified, but we'll see what happens. What are your thoughts, Jay? Well, I'm, I'm, well, I'm glad you said that because is this the end? Uh, I wanted to ask you two. Championship windows are so small, and the opportunities come and go so quickly. You have no Warriors, what? No Lakers, what? An unstable and tired Clippers. I mean, what? you could argue that, but. They just had a Game 7 series with the Mavs. 
with one superstar, right? And injured nuggets, like what? both of you have said, is the window completely closed? I'm gonna go with John first and then Jun, since you're the Portland resident, you could conclude. Do I think the window's ahead, closed John. for the Blazers? Yes. Wow, that is that's a tough one because I got a an avid. I have an. Would you put money an, on it right now? I have now? an avid you... Blazer fan here, and I don't want to detract any Blazer fan watchers <laughs> or listeners on this podcast. So I will. Hey, this is the all NBA. Don't worry, you did that already. Real here. No, I'm. Real. I know. I'm going to be real. With the current team, the window is closed. Yes, and they're. I think they've reached their ceiling. They made it to the Western Conference Finals, what, two years ago, June? Or three years ago? Uh, two years ago. Two years ago. And I think that was their ceiling. I don't know with their team, with Damian Lillard's current supporting cast, is if they can make, if they can make it to the finals and even win the, and especially win the finals. I don't, True. I don't know. It's it, To me, it's like, they have so much they have a lot of talent and i don't know but i don't know if they're just putting it all together i don't know if they can with their current individual pieces that they can be good enough defensively i think they can be good enough offensively but their defense is lacking damian lillard isn't he's undersized and he's not the best defender but he's just so good offensively that and he's a superstar you're not gonna he is you know he's obviously an integral part of the blazer team but i think mccollum and you know, Nurkic is, is talented, but a lot of these guys are question marks in my book. And I think that Blazers, Blazers, they need to build around Lillard and really just try something new. And that, I think that, you know, their last ditch effort to me is to gut the team and try to build the different pieces around Damian Lillard because what's currently constructed isn't working. June, thoughts? You want to know something? I mean, how, how, how open was this window really? What? I guess that's one of the questions, right? I mean, if you want to really talk about... I mean, the league is so superstar heavy, right? And this is what we need from Damian Lillard is to pair up with at least another superstar. True. Right? So I don't think the window was necessarily all the way open for Dame because he's never played alongside... The last all-star that he played alongside was LaMarcus Aldridge. And that seems like forever ago. That guy's not yeah. retired. And they have a piece. They have a few pieces. CJ McCollum. Maybe there's an unhappy situation. Let's say that Paul George is also unhappy after, you know, whatever happens with the Clippers this year. And they make some sort of trade there. I mean, I could see a lineup where it's more defensive, where it's Damian Lillard, oh. Norman Powell, PG, Roko, and Nurkic. I mean, that starting five sounds like way nicer on defense than having CJ and Cantor and Mello come off the bench who are all defensive liabilities. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I don't think Damian Lillard, Dame's window is closed. I don't think that's closed because we just saw Steph Curry, who's 33 years old, just win the scoring champ. He's a scoring champ this year at 33. He's the second oldest next to Michael Jordan. So that means mm -hmm. that Damian Lillard at 30 can possibly still produce that because he's been, you know, kind of the two to Steph Curry's one. I don't think it's that far. So I, I don't think it's necessarily close for Dame. It's just Olshay really needs to do some better work. 
And we'll see what happens. Yeah. You know, this upcoming offseason. So I wanted to ask you two. The first round, they just ended. My awards for your first round MVP, or I like to say the clear cell award, because you these dudes got it popping, popping like a pimple. What? Clean it with clear cell. <laughs> you got Dame, you got Luca, you got Kawhi. Katie, the Joker, and Trey. Who's your pick and why? What? John's is Solomon Hill. I mean, <laughs> that is, that's the Suns MVP. It's not a funny joke, man. I'm over here struggling. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That was a good one, you bastard. So, my MVP of the first round, wow. I mean, as much as I dislike the Clippers, I have to give it to Kawhi. I think he. I think he silently killed the Mavs and the media did not, there was not a lot of publicity about it. You didn't hear a lot of people talking about him and he was just, he was just going about his business. He was an absolute assassin with his mid-range, his pull-up, mid-range pull-ups. He was hitting, he had to be shooting at least 40% from three. I don't know the exact number on the top of my head, but his his actual field goal percentage and his efficiency is was out of this world. He was not he was so efficient and that is key in the playoffs. You have your defense, you have your intensity, but you also have your efficiency because the game shrinks and the possessions are a lot more important and so especially in the playoffs. And so your efficiency limiting the second chance points of the Mavs was huge. And I think you know, there are a lot of, I mean, you could even give it to Luka in a, in a losing series because he was killing it too. But I'd have to give it to Kawhi because he, I think he was the catalyst of that comeback, that 0-2 comeback down 0-2. Yes, sir. June, what do you think? Yeah, I'm going to piggyback on that a little bit. Um, Kawhi Leonard, we, we thought that team was dead in the water after those first two games. Like literally we were like laughing. At the Clippers, like these guys are gonna get swept because Luca is so unbelievable. But to back up John's thing about efficiency, did you guys know that he's actually shooting a 50, 40, 90 for the playoffs right now? Sorry, not 50, 40, 90, a 60, 40, 90. Oh. Which is absolutely unbelievable for efficiency. But my MVP personally is going to be actually Chris Paul. What? CP3. Ooh. Okay. And the reason why I'm going to say this is because without Chris Paul, we saw what that team was. There were nothing without him. The floor general. Literally, I've never seen a man control the pace of a game or just what happens in a game without showing up in the stat box, like almost at all. You know? And he comes up with clutch plays all the time. It seems like he's always talking in Devin Booker's ear. And we've seen Book take the next level. True. And you have to think that has to be part of Chris Paul's doing. I mean, look what he did with that OKC team. There was no one on that OKC team, and he took that team to the playoffs. So I'm going to say the CP3 effect is uh, my MVP. Holla, holla. I'll go with Trey Young just because Trey. he took down the Knicks. It wasn't even a series. And the, and the Knicks got blown out. They got waxed on their own uh, home court. Go, so. Man. And he just shifted from people calling him cocky. Now he's confident. And the difference is that confident, you back it up. Oh. Yeah. And he looks good so, against the 76ers. Yeah, he looks good right now against the Sixers. Um, 
relating back to what you know John was saying with Luca and talk about Trouble in Paradise over there, Porzingis latest news that he was, you know, unpleased with how he was getting the ball. A lot of the uh, Mavericks fans were hating on him, hating on him saying that play better. So I'll ask the both of you, you know, the Dallas Stars, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, Texas, no taxes when you get your income, tax-free state uh, compared to California. Yeah. Why is it that they can't get free agents? Like even um, DeAndre Jordan, right? They got him. They couldn't even get that dude. Are you are you referring to the? Are you referring? Oh, yeah, are you right. referring when uh, the Clippers held them ransom at uh, a? <laughs> yeah. At yeah. Uh, Blake yeah, at Blake Griffin's house or something. I don't know. It was weird. Oh no! They showed up. Yeah. They showed up. To, they, had, they, they showed up the to DeAndre Jordan's house in Dallas. And barricaded in a room like they were kids in a cardboard box, <laughs> and told him that he was not going to Dallas. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, even even like the 2009 championship team, like those were that was like a ragtag team of like randoms, right? Mm-hmm. No superstars yeah. other than Dirk, who was you know drafted by the Mavs. I was just curious. Like, I think that's kind of weird that. They can't scout and get anyone to join their squad during the offseason. Yeah, I don't understand it either. I mean, it, I, I mean, there's so many pluses about that, about that area and about playing for that team potentially. You know, I mean, you would think that Luca might be able to draw some people. I guess that's True. that's to be seen. And plus, they actually have a really good owner. Mark Cuban, who's very passionate about their team, who is more than willing to go into the luxury tax for this team. So maybe we'll see that change. I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with that harassment thing that the entire Mavs organization was caught in. But that only... Ex- I don't know. The Cowboys get a lot of play. That's true. And true. They okay. have... I don't know how many charges. A lot. They're also America's team, though. Right. That is true, too. Yeah, I wouldn't call the Mavericks America's team. No. Yes, sir. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's Cuban's. And I, I think Mark Cuban is actually a good owner. Maybe it's just his demeanor and maybe he comes on too strong. I don't know. It's, uh, it's a good question. But hopefully that change. We'll see yeah. what's up, right? Like, yeah. this offseason with Porzingis, maybe they'll... There'll be some trades. Uh, he does need help, though. It's kind of like Michael Jackson and the Jackson 5. Uh, <laughs> with Luca and the Mavs. Steph and the Warriors, to a certain degree. LeBron. I know John. Sorry. But LeBron had to carry his that team without ADN. That was hard to watch. Anyways, the last uh, one-off I wanted to ask you two. No Curry, no LeBron since 2010. People said this actually helps the NBA, so you know we get to see the exposure of Trey, Joker. Now, I mean, Luca's out. So, thoughts on that? Are you excited, or this is gonna be a bust of a postseason? You wanna know something, John? 
I wanted to ask you first before you start crying. So, sorry, I was crying. Ask the question one more time. What? <laughs> I, I was, I was, I was reminiscing oh, about no. the Lakers and their failure. But go, ask me the question one more time. Paraphrase it this time, though. So Chun, <laughs> Curry, no LeBron since 2010. Does Man, this hurt? Is this good? Or help the NBA? Is this good for the league? Not having these superstars yeah. that you just named. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The only way that we that this is good for the league is literally if LeBron wakes up and is like, I'm retiring. What? This year. And then we just remember this as the year where literally the torch was passed. And now these are the superstars that were handed. Right? That's the only way it's mm-hmm. acceptable. Otherwise, we're going to think of it as that one weird year. Where we had a sh- really shortened offseason, a plethora of injuries, and we ended up with a, a Nets Suns finals that no fans went to go watch. Oh. You know what I mean? Or like the Bucks, I don't know. What? Bucks Nuggets. Like you know what I mean? I don't think I don't think this is good for the league. Yeah. On the flip side, I do like that stars are getting like more exposure and some stars I'm going to name in particular like like you know like Devin Booker like there was a long time he was an all-star and people were like why is this guy even an all-star because he never makes it to the playoffs and now you see when it's surrounded with a good team that this guy is a freaking animal you know even the even DeAndre Ayton like it's fun watching that guy play like, cause that guy plays it like an animal too. I mean, so getting different highlights like that is cool. Um, but overall, having stars being eliminated before the playoffs or in the first round, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't. I agree. I don't. I mean, I think this is good for small market teams. I think that the Bucks and the Hawks. It gives them more exposure to go deep in the playoffs and takes the attention away from Curry and LeBron. But to say is it is it does it help the NBA? Of course not. Monetary wise and also just exposure and viewership. That's you need you need the the top tier players in the league to generate top tier ratings. So for me, it's there's no question. June is right. It doesn't help the NBA in in the slightest. Yeah. You agree with that, right? You're not just saying that because you weren't paying attention to the question? I had to think about it, JJ. I had to really think about the, the answer. And I also wanted to I wanted to hear June's answer yeah. so that I could but he, so I could steal it. So I could, so could steal, steal it. it. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> We're gonna conclude there. You don't get any more attention. On the pod, <laughs> due to your I'm actions, sorry. so I'm gonna have the, I'm gonna have June the host close us out. John, you don't get that right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, fans, that's it for this episode. Um, find us wherever you find podcasts. We are the Clinic All NBA.